0: Despite all the economic turmoil we experienced last year, it's reported that the e-commerce industry was thriving like never before. For the first time ever, online sales exceeded $1 trillion. One of the driving forces behind e-commerce growth is the platforms that let businesses connect to their customers worldwide. In this episode of Ideas Fulfilled, we're joined by the head of product for e-commerce at Square. Katie Sweat. Katie has extensive experience in e commerce product management at Square and beyond. Together, we'll explore how business owners can leverage the opportunities of e commerce platforms to get a piece of that trillion dollar pie. Hi, Katie. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Hi, so happy to be here.
0: So, just to jump off, could you tell us a little bit about your role as head of product for e commerce at Square? What do you do? What does it actually mean?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. So I'm the head of product. I came over to Square about five years ago in 2018 from an acquisition of a company called Weebly, which was a website maker for sellers to do it themselves, and came over to Square and really built out their e commerce solution. So product development is really figuring out what software we're going to build and what the roadmap for that software is and how it integrates with Square. So I work daily with our product managers and our designers and engineers to make sure we have great e-commerce solutions and really focus on building omnichannel e-commerce solutions. So making sure that offline to online experience is amazing and that the Square platform is kind of shining.
0: Amazing. I'm going to have so many questions for you. I'm just going to warn you ahead of time because I think you're the person who's creating the product. You're you're the one who knows what the customer wants and you're trying to give them that. That's an amazing place to be in. But you mentioned that uh, you sort of built out the whole e-commerce section for Square. Just for those listeners who might not know, what were Square doing beforehand? What's their sort of main thing still, I think.
1: Yeah. So most people know Square uh, as the little white reader. So sometimes when people ask me, you know, where do you work? I say Square and then I do this with my hand just to <laughs> indicate the, you know, the small reader that plugs into your phone and yeah. processes a credit card. But that really started with, you know, how to Square enable individual or seller to take payments and enter kind of the economy more formally? Mm-hmm. And fast forward, I think 14 years later, I don't think people know as much how much of a full ecosystem of kind of omnichannel software we actually have. And those are enabling sellers past hardware, and a lot of people know the hardware, um, but into software and really supporting sellers from every industry and kind of size to help them sell online. So Square has grown a lot more since that little white reader. And e-commerce is trying to make sure that they can represent themselves online, that they can create new revenue streams. And as we saw through the pandemic, it's really important to be able to weather different events that happen and make sure you have diverse revenue streams. So we're really helping people get an online website, accept payments online, kind of showcase their brand, all the things that come into if a buyer isn't in front of a seller physically, how would they interact with your business?
0: Have you gotten to use any of your learnings from
1: physical retail when building the e-commerce product? That's a really good question. We definitely have. I think there are a ton of advantages of being a hardware first company and coming online because I think customer support is so crucial to those businesses. How they express their brand is really different. It's not coming from a place of, I have a design that's you know flat on my computer and I'm making it real on a website, but really it exists in person for a lot of our sellers where they have an interaction with their buyers that they want to bring to life on that website. And they've had that real experience with their buyers before. So translating that online is is unique. Yeah, I agree.
0: I think it's interesting to see how like physical retail and e-commerce try to bring those experiences to each other because there's also a ton of things that you can do on e-commerce but you can't really do in
1: physical retail. You're seeing that come together a lot with kiosks and lookbooks and signage. And so it's an exciting time I think to the lines are getting really blurred of what e-commerce is. Yeah. And what traditional kind of brick and mortar solutions are providing
0: speaking of like things that platforms are providing to customers what do you think are the essentials when someone is looking for that platform they need to build what should they look for what are some red flags or green flags that uh, customers should take a look at
1: it's easy these days for an online solution like an e-commerce website to find really flashy fun beautiful website builders but i think what we've learned you know i've worked with small businesses and kind of the spectrum for of my entire career. So working with business owners, you know that that's just the tip of the iceberg and actually running a business day to day and the operations are so much more important to get right. And so I think thinking beyond just kind of that first e-commerce visual experience, is really important and understanding how you can choose a platform that's going to scale with you as you get bigger, as you diversify revenue streams. Or as you start to think of yourself more as you know, a multi-hyphenate business, so restaurants that decide to sell merch through Printful, as an example, or events venues that start to sell retail goods, there's just so many kind of lanes that are being crossed and blurred. And so thinking about your business, maybe not where you need it to be right the first you know, month or week. But thinking out a little bit of like, what would you need to support that business operationally in the long run? Because switching can be difficult.
0: Oh, yeah, I agree. We've had so many customers who are like, oh, I would love to switch, but it will take me like a year and a half.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I bet. Basically
0: planning ahead, seeing the goal where you want to be headed instead of just what you need the next few weeks or months is your advice, the way I hear it. Yeah? Yeah. What sets Square apart from all the competitors? Because there's a lot out there. What do you think makes Square
1: special? I think starting with the e-commerce solution, maybe to just closer to home, if that yeah, works. Of course, of you course, know, yeah. We do really, like I mentioned, think about the entire experience and have the e-commerce experience integrated with the platform. So we have you know, your customer directory integrated with your online store and you get a lot of things out of the box with that experience. So for example, if you want to add subscriptions to your online store, that's something that Square offers and it's built in-house. And so if you have a subscriber that's in your directory, and there's kind of a a nice experience for that buyer because everything's housed in one place and you're not cobbling together a bunch of third-party experiences that maybe don't work as well for kind of your core business. Another thing I'd say is a huge benefit of working with Square is the ability to grow with Square. And so we don't really have a monolithic definition of e-commerce. I think traditionally with some providers, it's like you are an e-commerce website and that looks very similar for a lot of people. So we have kind of solutions that really do grow with you. You want a link to, you know, put on social media to start to get money for a product and test the waters with e-commerce. We have that. And we really grow with you to make sure that you can grow successfully with our platform. And then if you at some point need APIs to have kind of even more specific needs met, we have those for you as well. And then the last thing that I think is really differentiated is this layer of fulfillment. And again, back to that, we started as an offline hardware company. We've thought a lot about, you know, how do you get these products and services to your customers and making sure that that is as easy as possible as you grow. So. One of the things I think we do really well is how do we handle multiple locations, right? How do we handle multiple fulfillment methods? One of the things when you come in as a buyer for, let's say, a food and drink restaurant website, you really get to choose which location and how do you want to fulfill your good. You Maybe you order something through Primple, Maybe you order something for pickup in your store. Maybe you order something for a local delivery. We kind of have all these fulfillment methods available mm-hmm. out of the box. And that has been that orchestration of how do you make sure the inventory is available? How do you make sure you have those offerings? That work with hours of operation for your business, how do they work across these locations is much more complex than I think a lot of sellers expect. And so if you're in a world where you want to offer that Starbucks order head experience, or you want to be a retailer that has that kind of Nordstrom's pickup experience or curbside pickup, that's really hard for smaller businesses getting started to imagine how you would be able to offer that. And we kind of offer it out of the box with a really, really easy way to get started.
0: That's amazing. Because, yeah, I think everyone, when they imagine starting a business, like even if it's a store selling merch or something, it's like, oh, I'm just going to sit in a room full of boxes and pack everything myself. And then there are so many options actually out there. Yeah. I'm assuming, again, correct me if I'm wrong, that as a head of product, you probably do talk with customers and do some customer research to see what's uh, how they're feeling about the product and how, how what are their, their main concerns. What do you think are some of the most difficult things people experience when they're setting up their store?
1: We've made... Setting up easy, you know. How do you get an online store published? Right, that that's pretty easy. But I think people underestimate how difficult it is to get buyers to visit their website. That's one. Make sure they have all of the settings set up to make sure the operations are efficient for them. Like you said, like if you're a food and drink seller, do you get forty-seven orders of coffee in one minute at nine o'clock, and there's no way you can fulfill that? How do you throttle kind of that order for retailers? Really thinking about you know, if you're an offer delivery, like what is your radius? Is it worth it? If you say you're going to deliver 40 miles away, probably not. So there's a lot of nuance to how you kind of operationalize e-commerce. It's a lot easier with, in some ways, kind of a physical location where you, you open your stores, people come in and you can kind of start to manage that. Online, you're just not there to like support your customers answer questions. And so really making sure operations and how that's going to work from a day-to-day management perspective is super crucial. So that's where we try to do a lot of work. We give you smart defaults to help you get set up in a way where you're not going to all of a sudden get some huge flood of orders if you're an existing seller moving online. Or that we also are thinking about if you've never sold before and you publish a store, that you don't just sit there and it's crickets because you published it online and you thought all of a sudden. You were going to have a bunch of people come to your online store and there's no one. Yeah. I know there. there's typically kind of this expectation that people are really scared of pressing publish on their website because they think as soon as I publish, like, I'm going to get all of this business. And unfortunately or fortunately, that's not that's not quite how it works. So we try to make it easy to make sure, you know, where are you showing up, you know, from SEO to integrations with Google, Facebook, like how are people finding you and how are you showing up there?
0: Do you also provide like marketing advice in the form of blogs or how, how does it usually happen?
1: Yeah, we do. We do. I think we have also Square Marketing as a product that we have. And so some of the benefit of choosing Square is you get a lot of these solutions out of the box and they're integrated. So if you want a marketing campaign and we give you a suggestion, like an abandoned cart email, for example, you know, you get that kind of out of the box and it all links together. So your abandoned cart email works with your online store. So a lot of benefits for having a platform where there are some tightly integrated first party products that work really well together. I think it's really exciting how for us, we have loyalty, we've got gift cards, we've got marketing, and we have Square Online and like subscriptions is another example. And all of those are available within Square and pretty easy to set up. So those are, that's kind of a robust suite of e-commerce tools that you can just have when you come to Square out of the box that just work versus kind of having to get to know some other solutions and understanding pricing of those and really thinking through how they integrate with your solution.
0: That is pretty great. Yeah. Because I think it also can get quite confusing when you have to install like Three hundred plugins to get something going and manage five different systems at the same time.
1: We love third-party integration. Well, but yeah. I don't want to say that that's not important, but there is definitely some that we are really proud and happy that we have to support our sellers from day one in a way that maybe they wouldn't actually be able to get if they if they joined another platform.
0: You mentioned loyalty programs as one of the things that are also part of Square. How important do you think is that in e-commerce in general? Having those loyalty programs?
1: I think it's really important. I think, you know, there's so many choices out there these days for buyers, and they want to feel like they're purchasing from a real seller. And I think the loyalty programs really do add kind of a humanized layer to that experience. So we have some fun features where you can even name kind of your loyalty tiers and create those to make sure they make sense for your business. So you can imagine if you're buying from you know, a dog groomer, those tiers would look very different than if you're buying from a coffee shop or a retailer. And so I think it's really important to make sure we know how expensive it is for sellers to find a new customer, right? You spend money on ads, like the cost of acquisition is pretty high these days. Yeah. But to make your existing customers come back and feel special is I think really important to balance out kind of the cost of driving new business versus making sure your existing customers feel rewarded and kind of respected for their business.
0: Totally agree. I think I read somewhere that your team is also the one that works with AI, which is obviously a hot topic right now. Can you mention what what do you do with AI? What
1: purpose does it serve at Square? Yeah, so all, all of those teams at Square are working with AI, I don't want to <laughs> take their take their thunder. As part of my job, though, I am kind of leading up that as a strategic priority for mm-hmm. Square. So earlier in this year, we decided that we wanted to make that one of our corporate strategic priorities for Square. And we really understood that, hey, this isn't a fad. This is really going to change the way we do business. And wanted to think about how we could bring that technology to our sellers, both to help them Create efficiencies, reduce cost, and honestly, just be delightful in certain experiences. Not to talk about other businesses, but I don't know if you write emails in Gmail often, but like whenever they give me a suggestion to auto complete a sentence, I'm like, you, thank you so much for <laughs> thinking about that for me. So I think. Those delightful moments are slightly creepy. How precise. You're like, that is exactly what I was going to say. How did you know? Exactly. Yeah. So we're working on bringing that. And so we kind of kicked off a formal initiative with our product teams to say, hey, instead of waiting a year and working at a larger company, it's really easy to wait a year. Sadly, let's really start working on this this year. So we have some exciting products that have launched, but we have a lot to come in the next kind of month or so that hopefully anyone listening can keep an eye out for. But for e-commerce what we're excited about is content generation again really getting a rich e-commerce solution online is hard (laughs) getting something online is not that hard and making it represent your brand and really feel like you is time consuming so you know we're looking at how do we make content creation easier how do we make it easier for you to fill out this website and make it feel rich and robust but also feel like you we really are trying to make sure We're thinking about instead of just rushing to be the first company to release a bunch of things, how do we make these really valuable features for our sellers where, you know, they're going to use them either daily or at those key moments where they're trying to set up their business and maybe they're just exhausted and they're not, they don't want to do it anymore because it's hard. How do we kind of take those? For one example, we know that product photography is really hard. And so that's something Square has been trying to solve for a bit in different ways. We have a product called Photo Studio, which is an app on my team where you can use your phone to take product photos. And there are a lot of photography apps out there, but they really don't specialize in product photography. You know, there's different backgrounds you can choose and all sorts of fun, like text overlays and stuff, but it's not focused on product photography. So we had this app for a while, really integrating into the Square Items catalog and making it easy for you to merchandise your Square items. But what we started to dive into or the team started to dive into once AI, some of these models started coming out earlier in the year was how do we leverage AI to help make sure that photo is really realistic. So both from the background, but also the shadow that kind of gets cast. So we took AI and we made it remove and isolate the seller's item image and place it onto kind of a white background, which optimized the quality of that image. And then with ML, we really worked on those photography edits. And so we passed that through a bunch of our models and took over 100,000 images that we had and really trained the model to make those photos kind of top notch. And so we have a really amazing tool now that if you want product photography, which is super expensive for a lot of sellers to get started with hiring a photographer and also time consuming to schedule that person to come to your office or house and of course yeah. shoot all those photos. So now you can do it from your own home. You can add kind of AI generated background. So if you want a sneaker to sit on the rock on like a face of a mountain, you can do it and it looks totally real. So we're really excited to bring some of those, both just how do you get amazing stock photography for all of your channels that you're selling on, but also how do you actually put those in places where you can make Instagram photos out of them and put them on your website and make them kind of come to life a little bit more. So that's been one fun tool that we've really leaned into. And then there's a bunch more.
0: <laughs> I I know that at least uh, in Printful's experience, we we have uh, a lot of the people who are selling they haven't even seen their product because they're selling sort of we're fulfilling it. They're selling it. And when it comes to mock-ups, we have like a bunch, but it's not
1: enough. It's hard to predict all the needs of sellers. And I think one of the things we're excited about for AI is like helping scale that a little bit more. We've had sellers ask for more horse themes. Is a joke internally where someone wanted more horse website themes. And um, I'm like, we would have to have so many employees to be able to have <laughs> just one horse theme, let alone more horse themes. But that personalization, I think, is going to be really exciting and the next the next step with AI.
0: Do you think that AI is the key to personalization? Because uh, for in my opinion, at least, personalization is the future of e-commerce. I, I don't know if you agree, but do you think AI is the way to do it? Or are there some other developments that might come along? I
1: think AI is one tool. I, I get nervous when we say AI is the future of everything, because I think, not you, but just in general, I think it's easy to pick up that headline and say, like, this is an AI business. And then when you dig in, you're like, okay, there's a component of AI, and then there's a lot of rules based experiences. The one thing I don't want to Like lose is the human touch in a lot of this though, right? Our sellers, for example, have really strong relationships with their buyers. Don't want to automate all of that away. I think AI is a really big key and we'll be using it kind of wherever we can to make their lives easier and to make the experiences easier. But I think there's going to be a blend of this human experience that people are going to want to have. So even like real life events, pop-ups, getting that customer to kind of share more about themselves and making it easy for them to order again and engage with your brand will be kind of a balance of how do we make AI really make your experience better. But I, I agree with you on personalization.
0: Yeah, I think so. But uh, I
1: also see your point about AI. It would be sad to
0: lose the human touch and everything, but I, I really do hope that it can get rid of the boring stuff that you sometimes need to do when you need to run a store. <laughs> Certainly. You mentioned Square, as uh, and especially Square Commerce as being this omni-channel experience creator. Can you explain a little bit more what you mean by that?
1: I think omni-channel is a word that is misunderstood. And we've still been trying to figure out in the landscape of kind of technology, what it means. For me, omni-channel is your customer being at the center of your interactions. So as a business, you're not creating these like individual channels where you have different engagements with your customers, but you're really thinking about the customer at the center of that. And offline to online is super simple. I think that's where we, really differentiate and we have more work to do and there's a lot to do. We're really starting to think about that from the moment of setup all the way through kind of fulfillment and making sure every step of the way is easy. So right now, if you come to Square and you set up items in your item catalog to be an offline seller, we actually show you and pre-create a website for you and show you, hey, like this is what your website can look like. Now you can just claim it with one click. And so that's really moving towards a place where you came in for hardware, maybe you don't actually even think you want an online store yet, but we did a lot of the initial legwork for you. And I know we talked earlier about how that's definitely not all the legwork and there's a lot of, you know, work to be done, but it's a good start to kind of get them thinking more omnichannel and thinking about the different channels that they could sell in from the beginning versus just starting offline.
0: It's a good point about not having a blank page, because that can be scary sometimes. If you have something to sort of begin from, it's much easier, I think, to get into anything. Do you think that selling globally also comes with the omni-channel experience, that it doesn't really matter where you are in the world and you can still be part of a brand?
1: It does. It does. I I think a lot of companies or sellers want to go global right away, which we love. And then a lot of sellers, I think, recognize like there's a lot of nuance to succeeding in other markets. So we try to make sure we can support them out the gate. So we have for language and translation, for example, we have an integration with a company called Weglot And that translates our website into 100 plus languages and you don't have to code to actually get that live and you don't have to manually translate your website. And every time you make one change, you have to redo it. So we're trying to make it easier for our sellers to go global for shipping. For example, you can set the regions you want to ship in both ways, like where you don't want to ship to certain areas because, you know, it's too expensive and you're probably not going to make kind of a return on that yet. Maybe your business isn't ready, but also that you do want to ship internationally and make it easy for you to do that. So it's definitely kind of core to our product experience from the beginning, but we do want to make sure we help sellers avoid pitfalls of going internationally too quickly.
0: Do you think at first, if you're just starting out, Should you immediately think internationally or just start in one market, figure it out a little bit and then go further?
1: I feel like I've been caught multiple times realizing how many different sellers there are out there and how many different businesses there are. So like one blanket answer never really does it justice. For the majority of our sellers, I think starting more domestically makes sense and makes is kind of an easier one to wrap your head around. But I do think, you know, there are probably some instances where starting globally makes sense for your business. But usually if I had a seller come to me and ask if they should start internationally, I might say, maybe just get your feet kind of steady and make sure you understand how you're fulfilling orders, how your products are showing up online, if your pricing's correct, and make sure those kind of fundamentals are there and then kind of consider what the international experience might look like for you.
0: Out of sheer curiosity, if, if you can share this, obviously, your current Square Customer base? Do they mostly come from the background where they already have like a retail side and they found you through that? Or do you also get a lot of people who found you from the e commerce side?
1: That's a great question. You know, we have a lot of headwinds with physical locations coming to Square and going online, but that is definitely changing. And like I said, you know, people know us for the little reader and the hardware, but our product has really evolved since we kind of have this full suite of. Uh, software now and you can start online first. So I would say historically and kind of where a lot of our momentum comes from is sellers thinking, hey, I might want to start selling in a physical space and moving online very quickly. But we definitely have people who come to us with like that online first um, intent.
0: Great. Means you have a good product. I wanted to ask what excites you most about what's coming up in e-commerce assuming that you have your finger on the pulse of what's happening since you have to develop the product
1: i think ai is exciting like what's happening you know we talked about that but what's happening with ai from a seller perspective i think in the next year if you're on twitter and you kind of follow the latest it's something changes every day so you know i can't imagine quite yet what's going to happen next year with the speed of innovation that's happening but i i know that that's going to change e-commerce so I'm looking forward to that and trying to keep a pulse on that, both from a kind of seller setup perspective and also from a buyer experience perspective. I think it's going to impact both of those. I think the other thing that I'm really excited about is this continued kind of expansion into multi-hyphenate businesses. So like not just being a retailer anymore we're seeing a huge percentage of our retailers expanding to food and drink. So, you know, you think about a retail location starting to offer smoothies to attract people and kind of diversify or a food and drink business kind of expanding into merch. And I think merch has gotten really exciting. So we have kind of all these different e-commerce solutions to meet those different needs where they are. But I, I'm i really just excited about those lines blurring and brands kind of creating experiences with their customers that are more meaningful than just kind of their existing swim lane. Uh, You know, I am a t-shirt shop thinking about where loyalty is going to go for them and where kind of experience custom experiences might go. I think all of us after the pandemic, we're really excited to engage in real life as well. So thinking about how we kind of blur the lines of e-commerce and in person gets really exciting. So Those are some of the trends that I think I see big companies also playing with. And whenever you see big companies playing with, you know, kind of our sellers are going to be interested in them soon and making it more feasible for them to engage and enable experiences like that is is really exciting. So on top of personalization, I'd say kind of AI and really helping these businesses get out of their lane that they maybe started as and create new revenue streams.
0: Yeah, that's uh, I really liked your point about the. Sort of blurring of lines. It also keeps customers coming back. If you're just a t-shirt store, then it's just uh, you know how many t-shirts a year can you buy. But if you start making events or doing something else, it's just a completely different ballgame. Any exciting Square things that are coming up that you can share?
1: There are so many exciting Square <laughs> things. Unfortunately, I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't always share a lot of them. I think you can imagine where we're going with some of the generative AI stuff that I mentioned is going to come shortly. And then I think the other thing on the e-commerce front is we've really spent majority of our time the last, you know, five years since our acquisition, at least establishing a foundation for e-commerce. And we definitely have room to grow on making that brand experience and expression come to life. So there's some exciting kind of work that's coming out very soon on making sure you can express your brand and you can make that physical experience if you're offline come online or if you're creating a brand from scratch really feeling like it's not a run-of-the-mill generic brand that you are kind of engaging with more authenticity if you will so we've got some fun stuff on the around the corner nice for personalization and themes
0: can you share where our listeners should go if they want to check out what you're doing both square and you personally i'm gonna assume it's linkedin but i don't know
1: Yeah. thank you. Uh, So let's talk about Square. That's more exciting than me. I think if you, if you want to go to Square, we actually have teamed up with you all, which is really exciting for a 10% first-time discount for all kind of merchandise ordered through Printful's platform. Nice. And so you can go to squareup.com slash go slash Printful, which is exciting. And we're kind of running a promotion of 50% off three-month subscription to Square Online Plus, which is kind of one of our one of our tiers that offers a lot of our exciting features from customization to kind of store operations if you want to get started with a square website and on linkedin uh, my name is just katie sweat miller and on twitter it's katie sweat miller as well
0: nice perfect thank you so much for being with us today
1: absolutely it was a pleasure thank you
0: So that was Katie from Square. I hope you enjoyed our conversation about AI and how it can help e-commerce businesses and about e-commerce in general, because Katie, as head of product for e-commerce, is really knowledgeable about all things related to it. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to tune in for the next episodes of Ideas Fulfilled by Printful Enterprise.